your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. One to one with odds and even. Recording. Um, I'm here with TJ Trevor Elliott, uh, known as TJ. Uh, hi, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Long time. Yeah, long time. Um, do you remember me from Down White Oak? Yeah, yeah. Running around good, like a good, lunatic. Yeah, I've got good memories at Whitehawk, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I was really keen to jump on this podcast. All right. Um, how did you, do you remember how you got into, how you got into football? What was your way in uh, originally? Uh, to, to, I think, to be honest with you, growing up on, an, on a council estate, there was only one of a few options. And, and luckily, one of those was just playing football. Um, so football allowed me to escape um, some harsh realities and it allowed me to channel my um, aggression constructively really so um, whilst others were leaning towards gang affiliation or, or criminal activity I, I, I leant more towards football because I absolutely loved it so that's really how I got into it and what, what which um, do you mind saying which is which area or which estate so, yeah I grew up in Streatham um, southwest London um, Streatham Hill um, and where, where I was based, there was quite a few estates. Um, and um, at the time, what was going on was, uh, I think it was postcode wars or postcode rivalries. I think the media brandished it as. Um, and um, it was one of those things where I, I always considered myself to be lucky because people always knew me through football. So I could go from different estate um, and people would recognise me as, oh, that's, you know, that's TJ, he plays football, he's all right, he's cool. But it wasn't the same for some of my friends. I, you know, they they would go down the road and because of the postcode war, there would be a lot, a lot of animosity and, and anger towards each other. So it wasn't a great place to grow up in South London at the time. Mm. And did you, what teams did you start, start playing for? Um, I remember when, um, so I remember when I was, well, I think I was, I was playing for a lot of sort of Saturday teams when I was younger. I remember I was at um, Gravesend and North Fleet. I think they were Ebbsfleet. Uh, they changed their name to Ebbsfleet, but I was with them when they were Gravesend and North Fleet um, at academy levels. Um, joined um, uh, Football Academy Wickham, went to Amersham and Wickham College. Then I was just playing non-league. I think I was at Seven Oaks and uh, a lot of sort of, um, uh, what was it, Fisher? I think it was Fisher at the time. Um, so I was just kind of just popping around really as you do um, mm. and um, just trying to find my place within the game yeah and when you was at Fisher was it at the old ground or were they sharing at Dulwich because they shared with Dulwich they were sharing it at Dulwich Hamlet yeah they were sharing it at Dulwich Hamlet yeah so it was a bit of a transitional stage at Fisher um, mm. they were going through a transition so yeah it was at the, when they were sharing it with Dulwich yeah and um so and then you got into you got into the work the work the work you're doing. You had a, a, a career and then you had an ACL. What around about 2017? Was it? Yeah, I did. I, what when I done my ACL? Yeah, yeah, I done my ACL. It was it was really really um I was really frustrated to be honest with you because um I obviously joined Wickham in the in the summer of 2017 and then um, had a good pre-season. We weren't going for it. We, we didn't have a great run. Like a period of games, I think we lost quite a few games in a row. But um, then I think Steve King come in and, you know, things were looking up. And I, frustratingly, I'd done my ACL in a friendly match. Um, 
So it was really, really, really annoying. But I, I have some great memories there. Yeah. What um, and what did the so what did you decide to do then? You you run a you run a company now. That can you explain what the company is and what you do? Yeah. So what. When I was at Whitehawk, I was actually a foster carer. So I was always working with kids, even when I was at Whitehawk. Um, and um, obviously when I done my ACL, I had a lot of more time on my hands and my foster children were getting a bit older. So I kind of think, and I love what I do, but I would like to be able to branch out, employ staff that can kind of, you know, um, share my vision and ethos. So that's when I looked into the res residential care side for children. Um, and then I um, opened a children's home um, which provides accommodation to, um, I guess, the UK's most vulnerable children. Um, and we've got uh, Children's Home in Lewisham. We've got um, a few others on the way. Um, so, yeah, I just continue doing what I love doing. I love helping children develop and progress and give them opportunities that when I was growing up, we didn't we didn't really have. Mm. Were your parents, do you mind asking, were your parents around when you... When you were growing yeah, up, yeah, yeah, I, I lived, yeah. I lived, I lived with my mum. Um, growing up, there was quite a few of us um, at different stages in the household. So I think I've got quite a big family. I never remember the exact number, but I think at one stage it was about five of us in in our house. And then obviously, as I got older, that you know the brothers and sisters moved out. And then for most of um, my late teens and early twenties, I was with my mum and little sister. So it was, it was one of those periods of time where I look back in reflection and think it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because I had to be a role model for my little sister um, and set an example and, and, and provide for my family really. Right that's 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 really good so you've got the got the care homes and and doing doing the residential care etc what kind of programs do you do you I mean how old are the uh, children First and so the children in our homes are 11 to 17 years old and they they suffer um, um, with emotional behavioral difficulties and 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 may have um, sort of uh, ADHD um, type illnesses and and um, we just I mean if you speak to our staff or you speak to the children they absolutely love it we've created homes away from home so when our staff come in it feels like they're home and when our children come into the homes it feels like home as well just trying to give the children a voice um, and create normality in, in, in what's been quite an unstable time for these children. Right. And how, how, how do they, how do they get referred? Uh, how do they get referred to you by the local authorities? So, so we're, yeah, we're a regulated body. So we're registered with Ofsted. Um, so just like a school would be registered with Ofsted, children's homes are also registered with Ofsted. And so we get, um, a grade in each year from Ofsted and then the local authorities will look at our grade and say great we've got a child that matches your home we love what you do and then we just receive referrals from the local authority but you know there's there's I probably would get I don't know a couple of hundred referrals a week um, but obviously we can only accommodate a certain amount of children so that's why we're trying to open more children especially during COVID to to, to help um you know, deal with the, the massive demand of children going into care. Yeah, so do you use, do you use your experience with football? What, what experiences in football and life, how does that blend into what you kind of, your ethos and, because I, I would imagine it's quite important the way that you have already described how you got through those kind of early years um, and how, 
playing football meant that you could kind of go wherever you wanted, really, without any major problems. How yeah. do you do you use that experience to put into the model that that that, that you've got? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think sport in general, but for me, football um, creates discipline. Um, it allows you to meet people and have conversations with people who are like-minded, share the same passion, and it also allows you to escape. Um, so whatever's going on in your life, um, as soon as you get on that pitch or you know you, you you meet your friends at training or whatever it may be, everything goes away. All your troubles go away. Um, and I guess in the UK, football's probably the biggest sport going. Um, by quite a distance and so a lot of my children have some form of interest in the sport itself one of my children is just signed for Dartford under 16 so he's doing really really well um but yeah it's just I always say for me football football speaks many <coughs> languages and it, and it's non-judgmental and as I said it allows children to escape and just just have fun in what today's society is quite a difficult time um so it's it's a it's just it's a way in which I can build a relationship with a child just based on a, a conversation and what football team do you support or have you ever been to a football match and have you ever considered playing football and then you just start taking it from there really and there's there's so many directions you can take football now coaching um playing you know physiotherapy whatever it may be so there's loads of opportunities within the game yeah, and I suppose if you're a young per, there's a couple of things that have cropped up there. The age, so 11s when you kind of go into year seven, that is difficult yeah. for anyone going to second, yeah. you know, that transition to secondary school. So the age-wise, that that that's really fantastic because I, I would imagine that you you nurture them through that because it, it's a tough time, and then you get to year eight, you've got your you sort of the people that you hang out with and your your peer group and your friend groups. Yeah, is that something that you you kind of recognise, or is it, or have you just kind of stumbled on that uh, as a as a way of helping the young people? I mean, especially if you've got ADHD or emotional um, well being issues. Yeah, I, I think the age group eleven to seventeen. The reason why we capture that age is because you're you're. I don't want to rule it out, but you're statistically less likely to to be adopted or be fostered. Um, so there's not really a, a, a chance, really, you know, um, for you to go anywhere else. So that's why we focus on that age group, but also gives us time. Like you said, it gives us time to work with these children, identify, you know, what they've experienced, what support they need and where they want to be. Um, so the younger we get them, the, the, the better it is for us. Although the main thing with children, especially the children we work with, is if you just listen to them, that's fundamentally the most important thing. If we actually listen to what these children want or what they've experienced we'll be able to support and help them um so yeah the 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 earlier we can capture them the better and the other thing was the the thing about i mean do you think that football in particular because you're 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 an ex-player um are you still involved in the game at all coaching or anything yeah i I, i play on a sunday now so um i've i would consider myself really lucky actually because i play for what I would definitely say and what a lot of people would say is the best Sunday team in London. Um, we, I play for Lambeth All-Stars. So they, they, we recently won the Lambeth, the London Cup. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of people know who we are. Um, but they're, they're, they're a community club. They, they do everything for the community. They've been around for years. 
um, and the direction in which they're going in um, is helping so many more uh, children. So I've been lucky really that um, I've been a part of that club as well because their ethos fits in exactly where, you know, I feel like the game should be going, helping these children, um, guiding them, being positive model, role models and, and influences. So have you been on Jamie's show then? Jamie Leggett? No, I don't. No, no. Oh, I'll get, you on. I'll get you, you on. Because he, he uh, does um, Let's Talk Mental Health. But I'll let you talk in a minute. But you know I like to talk as well. And it's kind yeah, of like... Yeah, but right. Genuinely, for the listeners and for SELK especially, I did not know that TJ Elliott played... I should have done my research. Was playing... Plays for uh, Lambeth All Stars, which is... Yeah, yeah. It, which is... A, a massive Sunday team, massive. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, you, they're great. You, do you know Albie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Albie was there last season. I don't think he's not there anymore, is he? Is no, he? he's still there. He played on Sunday. Good, really good, good, good quality. Do you know what? All the boys there, they're unreal. I mean, I was starting to worry, wonder if the game, if if the standard of football's dropped. But actually, since watching these kids at my Sunday team, there's so much talent in these non-league um, clubs. And, and I'm surprised a lot of them don't get picked up sooner, um, to be honest with you. And um, yeah, there's some real talented kids, Albie being one of them. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to, to watching them um, go further in the game. Yeah, I think there's um, there's a lot to be said about about that, really. Because I, 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 I go and watch... Um, I go and watch Sunday games. I've been around sort of rising ballers, Gaffer Maz... Um, Few of the others, Ahmed Abdullah plays has got um got his team up there, Madness, you know, all the YouTube teams and all that. So I'm kind of around it and I follow um and sponsor Weir United, which is Ross Weir. He's an ex pro. Yeah. But and what I see is there's there's so, like you say, there's so much talent and that for some reason they're not getting picked up or they've been they've been in it and they're just like because you know you you know yourself it that that Saturday non-league, you know, if you get in the Isthmian Prem, you're probably all right. But anything, um, anything kind of below that is it's a tough old, tough old schlep, isn't it? You know. Um, yeah, definitely. And you've got to work, and you know, it's it's not an easy life. So my my I, I I've, I'm full of admiration for um for the players that I watch. You know, I never really coat them off. So like, look, I know you've driven. X amount of miles. You've been Tuesday and Thursday training. You're working. Yeah. So I kind of appreciate that. Is it, did you find it? So you're enjoying it down at Lambeth. Yeah, yeah. I, to be honest with you, is um, there's so much talent there. It's and I never thought I'd get to this stage in my career. I'm just happy to be a part of the club. I'm just happy to to watch them on the sidelines or play whenever whenever they can fit me in. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think what what the Gary and 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 uh, Winge is doing there at the club. I think the, yeah, the guys are doing great there. To be honest with you, so yeah, it's it's just one of those things where they're a community club, but they're they're also winning winning everything. Um, I was I was lucky to be a part of the London Cup where we won that as well, and that was that was a special moment to be honest with you. So wow. I didn't actually play that game to be fair. I I missed out on that game unfortunately, but yeah, Lambeth done Lambeth do what Lambeth do, and that's win. Um, and um, yeah, they continue to to go from strength to strength. And are they are they are they, st- are they still playing? Will they be playing on Sunday, or is it all stopped oh, La- now? 
No, I don't think it's stopped. No, I don't think it's stopped. Not that I'm aware of. Um, to be honest with you, it's hard to keep up with these um, government changes and new guidelines, etc. Um, everyone just wants to play football. Um, that's 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 the um, that's the, the most line. important thing. Yeah, but ultimately, it's it's making sure everyone's healthy. That's the main thing. Yeah, you've got to stay safe. Are you finding it difficult in the in your business just trying to keep the kids? on top of um, being safe? Yeah, do you know what? The, the the difficulty is with children is trying to get them to understand what is actually going on. Um, trying to get a child to wear a mask um, and um, it's not always easy either or, or the public will look at them in a weird way because they're 14, 15-year-olds not wearing a mask. And sometimes, the, sometimes people in the public can be very judgmental and not actually think, you know, this is a really difficult time for these children. Um, but... I would like to describe our children's homes as like a bubble. Everyone within the bubble um, stays COVID safe and everyone looks out for each other and we're like a family unit. So we get through things together. And that was, that was kind of my vision when we were, when we were opening one of our homes, it was, I didn't, I had a choice at the time we didn't have any children in and, and COVID had just kind of struck February, March times. And it was either, I don't take any kids in and wait for this um, pandemic to sort of be over or get open my doors to these children and um, we get through it together. And that was fundamentally the most important thing for us. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's similar to where, where I work. It was like we did at the end of the summer, it was like, okay, lifted a bit. It's like, well, what, what do we do? I mean, we're all working remotely. So you're phoning these people, phoning these young people up that you've never met before. Whereas in the center, you would actually meet them face to face. And with the face to face thing, you can kind of tell where someone's at without being judgmental. You can you can see the way you know where the, how they are, and, and over the phone, it's really um, or remotely, it's really it, it, it's not difficult. It's it's just different. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You, you can have deeper relationships because you get to talk to them more, and you haven't mm. got thirty kids, thirty young people running around all demand, all, all needing something done. But yeah. um, I think some. I think honestly, I think some will fall through the cracks, unfortunately, mm. because of this, um, because of the situation. But we opened our doors, and now they're coming in. You know, it's got to be restricted yeah. numbers and all that. Anyway, we're rattling on about work, and we should be talking about. Well, that's not, that's what we're on for. Um, yeah. It's 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 interesting that you know you've had a career in non-league. You're now doing a bit of Sunday league, and you've you've actually formed, you know, you've, you, you, you formed a company and, and, and that's really good. It's really, really positive. Um, are there a lot of other, other, it always in, interests me what non-league footballers do when they're not, when they, you know, when they're not playing or, or when they retire. Do you keep in touch with a lot of people? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you, you, you never stop speaking to people within the game um, because, Football still goes on. You watch football just, you know, football's on at the moment as we speak. We're missing out on a really big game. So you, there's always uh, conversations um, to have. And, and it's it's almost reminiscent. Do you know, I, one thing I always say is I wish my life, uh, my sort of teenage years and my early 20s was recorded because I had some amazing memories playing football. And, and at the time, you're really stressing about a result or performance. But in reflection now at my age, every moment counts and it's about enjoying it. And I try and tell that to like, people like Albie and, and, and other players that want a, a career in the game, just enjoy every moment. 
we don't actually know where we're going to go. Um, but we, you know, our hard work can help determine which direction we go in. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's just an amazing game to be honest with you. Yeah. And hard work counts. So you've got, um, you got an MBA. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. I got that, uh, this year, October. Yeah. Sorry. I should have introduced you as TJ Elliott MBE, but, um, (laughs) how did, how did that come about then? Do you know what? I've been working with children for the best part of 10 years. So since I was, what, 18, 19. Um, and I just think it's my, you know, my my calling really just to help children. And um, during the pandemic, obviously, I opened my doors to more children in our children's home, continue to foster my foster children, um, you know, looking after these vulnerable children. So I think it's... Um, it was a it was a massive shock, massive surprise, but I think it was on the basis of you know the work I do with children. So for all those people out there that are working with children, you know my 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 award isn't just for me; it's for everyone. You know anyone um, that has a part to play in helping children, that's basically you know the reward. Yeah, and uh, so you, have you got to go and get it, or what? What happens? Do they send it next year? Yeah, I think next year we're gonna go and get it. Hopefully, COVID. Um, that was COVID. Waiting on what happens with COVID, I guess, but COVID dependent, but yeah, um, that'll be exciting. Who I go and get the uh, award off of. Oh, up at Buckingham Palace? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to have to get you a yeah. Hawks um, badge or something. You're going to have to represent yeah. the Hawks up there. Yeah. Well, all, great. All, all day long. The Hawks and, and, and Lambeth All Stars, I represent them all day long. All right, cool. Um, so we go on to the White Hawk, um, the, yeah, we go on to the, the, the White Hawk part of the podcast. So what was, how did you end up at White, White Hawk? Was it Kingy that brought you there? Yeah, I, I knew, I knew um, one of the um, sort of owners there um, through a friend of mine. Um, and um, I think at the time they were, they had open trials because I think um, Daki, um uh, was the manager and he was looking for players so I just went down there just to be honest with you I hadn't played football in a while um, playing on Sundays playing for Lambeth All Stars way before they were even on um, YouTube etc but just playing football here and there and then I, I went down on trial and um, I think I was I think I was when they invited me on trial I think I did like a week or two weeks training um, prior um, just to get fit and um yeah, when I went down there, I absolutely loved it. It was just great to be um, with with the boys. I think there was good young talent there, to be honest with you. Um, and um, yeah, it was good times. So, do you remember who was, what players were down there? Can you can you remember? You would have had uh, Lucas who, down there, wouldn't you? Lucas Rodriguez Lucas would have there. been young, young. Yeah, he'd be. Yeah, Lucas 19, was there. Um, I think Liam Gordon was there. I think he's at Bolton now. I think really good player. Um, who else was there? Connor Ty. Um, yeah, he's he's gone to Burgess Hill now. He's just left, but he came. Yeah, oh, he, really? yeah, he's gone gone yeah. up there. Who else was there? There was um, um, Tom Cadman. Um, yeah. Um, Ramon Rose. Um, Richie Whittingham. There was quite a few really good players. Really, really good players. Sorry for those who I didn't mention, but. Um, Oh, I, I think it was, was Glenn. Just... Glenn Southern wasn't there, was he? He just left, did he? No, he just left. He, he just had left, left the season before, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see so yeah. you. Yeah. See, because Andy sort of briefed me a bit on the on the WhatsApp because uh, 
Oh, so you were part of, I remember now, you were part of that that group, Whitney uh, uh, Richie, yeah. and all that, quite a young, youngish, yeah. mid, mid-twenties vibe yeah. going on, where you could see, yeah. kind of see what Ducky was trying to do, yeah. but it was, it was a, I think that was the season, when all, all the other teams had really good players, it was just one of those seasons yeah. where I think all yeah. the other teams had proper, like, um, you know, Players come, I, yeah. Yeah, I think what it was, I think it was timing. I think if you was to give Daki the the players uh, a few years later that he had then, then I think it would have been a success. But that particular year, the standard was very, very high, very high. Um, and I don't think we had enough preseason together. I think when Steve King came in, um, what he did well, he he created balance, so he brought in some experienced players as well as um, some of the younger players playing. Um, but it, I think it, like football's always timing. Um, the players that I played with, if we was to play a couple of years later, because um, I still watch some of the uh, sort of non-league football, and I, and, I, and I look at it and think, you know what, these players, if it was today, you know, it, it probably would have been a different season. Um, but these things happen in football. Um, I, th- yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Everyone certainly tried. Um, and I think they almost stayed up that year as well. Steve King turned it around. Is he still at Dartford, is he? Yeah, I saw him on Saturday. We'd, we had a friendly at Dartford. So I saw I saw Kingy, David Jaya was down there. Oh, yeah. I saw David Jaya the other day, actually, funny enough, randomly. What a weapon. He's, he's a legend. Oh, oh my Excellent. God. They, say, they reckon he was... The, it, Marv said that he... Marvin Hamilton was there. Obviously, we were all, but he he um he said that David Jaya is known as the 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 strongest player, the strongest player in non-league, um because of his strength and just getting about. I mean, he's really really impressive to watch. You know, he's he's still got it. So, um, who else was Dom Vos there? Yeah, he was there. Um, I had a short stint with him when he was there. He was there for a little bit. Um, and then I think he didn't. And I think he left or he, he, he went got an injury. Where? I think he was coming yeah. back from an injury and I think he got an opportunity yeah, yeah, yeah. to move on. But, huh? Very good player. Very good yeah. player though. Very, yeah, very he's, good player. I think he's, is he still at Dulwich? Maybe. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, so. You, 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 you've got, that, so that your kind of generation and that group, are you, do you still keep in touch with each other on, 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 on the social media or are you, to are be you honest big with on you, it? I've never really been on social media. I've never really been... Even when I came down to the Hawks, they were like to me, oh, are you on Twitter? I specifically got Twitter because of Whitehawk. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as I left Whitehawk, I came off it. But I've only recently, this year, uh, October, when I got the MBE award, came on Instagram. So tw- 29 years old, I've never been on Instagram. So, you know, I've never really done social media. Um, just because my line of work as well. Um, yeah, you have to... Yeah, I, 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 I get you... Yeah, it's very difficult. But yeah, I mean, um, I've got a lot of love for everyone there. I think everyone was great. Um, and um, yeah, I just, honestly, I just got such great memories. What's, have you got, I'm not sticking it on you, have you got a um, a memory that kind of sticks with you? Because you didn't play that many games, did you? Because you got injured, but... Yeah, I played a lot of friendlies pre-season and then a few league... Uh, I don't know, probably about five or six league games. I can't remember. Um, but to be honest, it was a home game. I think one... Uh, we was playing a home game. I think it must have been a pre-season friendly or 
But I remember, um, I remember the fans. They had a little song for me, and it was, and it was. I think it was last night. You know, the last night the DJ saved my life, but they replaced the oh, DJ yeah. with the TJ, and I just found. I that think hilarious. I made that one up. Oh, was that you? Yeah, that was quality. That was absolutely quality. I've, I've, I'm. Sh- it sounds like what it does sound like one of mine because I'll spend the whole week thinking right we've got to get a song for TJ we've got to get a song for um for the for for the other players yeah rap, rap what's his name rap did you say rap? Ramon 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 Rose yeah yeah because yeah, there's an old player. song that yeah there's a song called Rambling Rose by a punk band called The Damned which is way before your time so. Love is like a Ramon Rose. The more you see him, yeah, the more yeah, he glows. Yeah. So, Ramon Rose. Uh, anyway, I'm on one that's now. Brilliant. But we would. That's that's what we kind of kind of spend our time doing, really. Um, yeah. So you have got fond memories of what? Oh, that's great. I think most people that have been down there have had. Um, in in terms of the fans, especially, it's I think a, they've had a really good yeah. experience. To be honest you know? with you, I've 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 you know what, gone and watched you know. Uh, friends play non-league or, or even higher levels the fans the connection they have is unbelievable this happy bunch of, of fans they just they will back you through thick and thin um, mm. and they just they just love the club and, and and that's why I always have special memories and I, you know just just uh, just a special special um, um, fan base and, and, and a good community club because even down at Truro, you got spanked seven two at Truro, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it on a Tuesday night? Because the first, I think, yeah. the first game was cancelled, and the fans went down, and they just they just went to the ground anyway. And it's yeah, teeming down with rain, and just like you can imagine. Oh, it was horrid. It was horrid. Then, I'll never forget that. You said <laughs> if I got any good memories, not bad memories. That was that was. That was. But horrid. didn't you have to play the? Didn't you have to play the the game on a Tuesday night or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we um, did we drive down there? And, did we, I think we drove down there and stayed the night or something like that. A couple of players actually got a, a plane there. That's it's ridiculous. It was it was that far, but yeah, the yeah. fans were there. The fans were supportive. Amazing, absolutely amazing. That and is, as I said, is... in in reflection, to be honest with you, because I started playing for Whitehawk at a particular time in my life where I was I was just really content and happy. I just enjoyed every moment of it. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so I, I I I got to this stage of my career where I was at mid twenties. I I didn't really want to go any further in the game. I just wanted to be around a bunch of good lads and uh, and just you know put on a show for the fans. Just just work hard and um, yeah, it was just it was just an amazing experience. Good good stuff. Really good. Um, you're kind of helping me get get my memories back because the seasons come and seasons go, and you just reminded yeah. me of that time. I remember. Um, in particular, I think it was at Oxford City away on the Saturday afternoon, driving down. I just love it, just driving down, going to places you've never been, and some of them are at, like right out in the sticks. And you turn up, and then there's a familiar face of the team and the players, and you kind of feel safe and everything. It's 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 a yeah. it's a it's a strange experience, and I don't think you get that with um, with the Premier you, you with Premier nah. League clubs and all that. You just turn up, sit okay. down. The you players know. are touching distance, and you know what the um, the players appreciate the love from the fans, and the fans the fans can feel if the players are genuine or not, and who's fighting for the club. And it, it's just as I said, I think non-league is is amazing. I think Sunday league is going in the same direction. Um, 
it's just becoming more community focused and um yeah, I'll definitely be coming next season to watch the Hawks more often. Um but yeah, it's I'll bring well, probably some yeah. of my, my, my children there when we're allowed back in. Well no, actually we'll 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 um now I've got your number, we'll definitely organise that with Andy and Kev. Um who I don't think you met, Kevin Miller. We'll have you down as our guests, MBE, all of that, and uh and bring the most importantly bring the bring the kids down that you know the children that down that, that you that you work with because I've got a friend my, I've got two sons and when I was when they were younger we took one of the boys from their football team down to Brighton and yeah he's from kind of northwest London young Jamaican yeah. boy yeah and uh we drove down drove down and I thought, oh, I'd drive along the seafront, let them see the pier and all that. And it, literally yeah, what come out of the boy's mouth was um, like, oh, oh, look, look, there's the, there's, there's, there's a pond, there's a pond. And he yeah. didn't know what the sea was. Yeah, he knew crazy. what the sea was, but he didn't, he'd never actually seen, you know, yeah. coming from inner London or inner city, wherever that is. And then actually going down and we drove along the front and I took him on the beach. And it was just like, whoa. So um, if we can sort of kind of give an experience like that for some of your ch- your children from your from your um, homes and that that would be r- really fantastic. Yeah, um, absolutely. Brighton Brighton's got a special um, uh, place in my heart. To be honest with you, I've got family down there, and you know I'm in the process of actually opening a children's home in Brighton. So um, yeah, it's 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 I'd definitely love to bring um, some children down there for sure. You're welcome anytime, man. You you you're a life member now you um yeah you're on board not this gonna ri- be able to get rid of me now listen we, we this is what we want to do what we want people like yourself on board and you know danny mills is doing a lot of stuff now with um around race and uh, and equality and stuff like that he's putting out some really good stuff danny um and there's a lot of other people players that are doing stuff um good stuff and i don't think you get enough publicity for what you do it's all um, kind of hush hush, but um, just on the, on a, on a sort of last, do you think that the, the fact that you've spent time in non-league and it's quite a humble place to be, um, and that relationship with the fans and being in within touching distance, and you have to form relationship. Do you think that's aided you in 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 your homes when new kids come in, new young uh, children come to the home and stuff? That kind of the fact that you're friendly and nice and you're going to be you everything's going to be all right you know what i mean that yeah, safety I th- I net think, i think you know if i were to describe one word um i would look back and reflect and and it's what i kind of promote in my home is 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 just gratitude you know just so grateful having people paying to come and watch us being paid to play a game you absolutely love um and just putting on a show for for the fans because that's all they are it's really just entertainment and just go out there and give your best and it's the same i say for my children look i don't expect them to go on to be presidents but i do expect them to try their best and that's the same for the fans it's the same concept really and then i'm grateful for them just giving me their their best and yes we're going to have ups 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 and downs but you know as long as you've tried your best you you know you can't really fault anyone that's a good way to end it um thanks to TJ for coming on. TJ Elliot MBE, thanks for coming on. Um, thanks for having me. 
listen, I've 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 found found out a lot. I think I've made a new new friend as well, which is um, yeah. well met an old friend again and got to know yeah, him a bit yeah. better. But um, yeah, thanks for coming on. It's really good. And uh, have you got a, a message, Christmas or festive message for the White Hawk fans? Yeah, Merry Christmas, and I'll see you in the new year for sure. Yeah, TJ's coming. He's going to come and save our lives. All right, cool. <laughs> Cheers, Good luck man. with it. And uh, I'll keep in touch with you. And, um, yeah, make sure. Yeah, yeah, defo. All right. All right, then. Cheers, pal. God bless, man. Take care. Bye. Bye. Yeah, man. Bye. Bye. One to One with Odds and Evens is a Time Bomb production. Follow on social at Odds and Evens. Time Bomb Productions. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. One to one with odds and evens. Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.